You know, it's often been said that voice doesn't matter when it comes to voiceover. Well, many would disagree with that claim, especially if you've heard some of the voices that have passed on like Ernie Anderson, Peter Thomas, Don Morrow, Adolf Caesar, and the late great Don LaFontaine. Additionally, there are many people on this very app who have fans would disagree with that claim, such as the man with the voice, El Michelle, A. Marcus, Happy Joy, Ellie Rods, Jamie Bellevue, just to name a few. While having an amazing voice gets you in the door, knowing how to read voiceover allows you to build the empire. Today's guest knows this very well. He's performed every voiceover genre imaginable, but it's his booming voice that he banks on. His voice causes avalanches in empty parks. When he speaks, his voice creates tsunami. So much so, it's felt and heard all over the world. Recently, he was named voiceover legend for 2020. But honestly, we've called him a voiceover legend from the moment we heard his rumble. We could talk about this man's voice all day, but take a listen for yourself. Put some love in your soul this Valentine's Day. I love you. With soul love. You out now. Or maybe you've heard his voice on movie trailers and promos. Don't miss Merlin. Free inside every copy of tomorrow's Mail on Sunday. With his very first appearance in the voiceover room, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Red Pepper. Yeah! <laughs> Red Pepper, how are you? Let me introduce myself my way, right? Okay, go ahead. Every now and then, in fact, every single day, you hear a voice on the television, on the radio, in the cinema, on animations, and you say to yourself, who is that voice? <laughs> that voice is mine. <laughs> I, love it. I love it oh my gosh brother how are you how are you i'm swell baby everything is good I'm, i've got my uh sexy t-shirt on i got on my shorts today it's beautiful in the uk it's about 29 degrees and i'm feeling fine with a capital f 29 degrees <laughs> wait a minute that sounds degrees. cold uh, centigrade over here is hot oh, oh okay that's like well, I, I think you guys do fahrenheit we do celsius so it's uh it's pretty hot well red it's a pleasure to have you here in voiceover welcome to the club my question to you is at what age did you know you had this voice listen uh I, literally i'd say i was around about 14 years old right mm-hmm and uh, what happened was I got up just like any kid would, and I came down the stairs, and my voice went, good morning, Mom. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and I kept going up and down, up and down, up and down all day long. And I was enjoying it because I could actually feel my chest vibrating. And my mother's in the kitchen. She's cooking and singing as she always did, and she was laughing and laughing. She goes, oh, so you think you're a man now? And I cheekily said to her, well, I sound like one, don't I? And I got such a hard slap on the back of my neck. It was like, wow, yeah, you're still my baby. Don't worry about that. So, uh, yeah, my voice just dropped around about 14, I'd say. But it didn't stay steady. And then it just got deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, when I was young, I'm not going to lie, I was a little mischievous. I write letters and I try to, you know, pretend as if I were my parents when I had to call in sick. But it didn't work. With that voice, did you do it? Oh, yes. I mean, uh, my sisters, uh, notoriously, anytime they wanted to get rid of a boyfriend, they just get me on the telephone and just told the guys not to come back again. And they didn't. Now, Red, this is no one's business or you can share it if you're not. But I read that your voice is insured. You've got a $10 million policy on it. 
Is that truth or rumor? <laughs> Ain't nobody's business what my voice is insured for. I got to <laughs> tell you, it is insured. But uh, how much? That's down to me and my agent. Nobody else. It's very cool. Uh, yeah, my voice is taken care of. You got to protect your assets. You got to protect what you invest in, you know. So uh, to me, it's just the standard thing. If you are at the top of your game, you got to take care of business. And you never know what may happen tomorrow. So I, yeah, I've taken care of my voice. Good stuff. For those of you who've just joined us, we're talking to Red Pepper, voiceover legend, based in the UK, but his voice rumbles around the world. Now, there's a story I uh, I, I heard, but I would, would love for you to share with the audience about when you were a train conductor and you would make announcements, and that's kind of how you were discovered. Talk to us about it. I was a train driver, um, but uh, over here, as the same thing in the States, the driver also is uh, responsible for telling the folks where the train is going, what station to change at, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I was literally driving my train. And uh, one morning I got onto the, we call it a PA system over here, public address system, picked up the intercom and I said, you know, this train is going to wherever. And somebody on the train heard me. Turns out he was a television executive. Wow. And he ran down the platform and spoke to me at the, the cab window and we exchanged numbers and pretty much the rest is history. So that's how I started my career back in uh, the early 90s, mid 90s. You know, when we we hear your voice, I mean, we automatically think movie trailers. What was your first gig? Was it was it movie trailers? Was it promo? Was it commercials? Yeah, I, I did quite a few movie trailers, but uh, I think my first major gig was with, um, uh, I think it was uh, Diet Tango. We got a thing called Tango over here. It's a, it's a soft drink, you know, like Coca-Cola and all the rest of it. And I did Diet Tango and it was a very, very few lines. And um, when I got the paycheck, like a month later, it was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I honestly thought I'd been overpaid. I swear to God, I thought I was being overpaid because you got to appreciate that I used to be working 48 hours a week for like 300 bucks. Oh, wow. You understand? And for me to go into a studio for half an hour, one hour, and then pick up so much, it was like, wow. I'm a very humble man, so I actually said to my agent, you know, you, you need to check this because it's not right. And obviously they laughed at me and said, listen, do you realize your voice is going worldwide and they're going to make a hello, excuse me, a hell of a lot of money out of you and that is chicken feed to them. And I started to appreciate what I was doing. I still don't feel like I am working. This is my, this is my hobby. This is my fun. I don't look at it as a job. It's, it's fantastic. So I, I saw you at your local football team, soccer, and you wore their uniform rather than wearing uh, a suit. So, uh, like, I mean, what's your get up? Is it, are you a regular guy? Are you a, a suit guy? Well, you know, well, actually, I got a uh, wardrobe full of suits and hats and, and Burberry coats and all the rest of it and brogues and beautiful shoes. But when I'm going to soccer, when I'm going to football, they invite me up there and they want me to go in the executive boxes and all the rest of it. No, I want to be, I'm a true fan, you know, and I stay with the fans and I put on the, the uniform or the kit and we just have a, a ball because if I go into the executive style, I'm just going sitting there with guys with suits and shirts and they're 20 years old than me and they're eating sandwiches and drinking champagne. And I'm not into that. I go for the game, not for the status, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, the champagne isn't bad. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> N- N- Natasha, Natasha, you. Hi, Natasha, how you doing? <laughs> Good morning. Natasha, I'm going to ask you, um, as an actress, you're on set, you're auditioning. Maybe you've you've got the job, right? They know it, but you don't. What does it feel like to you, Natasha, when someone walks in, like, let's say if it, I don't know, the, the celebrity whose brand you're you're endorsing. What does that feel like to you once they walk in? And I'm going somewhere with this. So it's it's funny that you say that because it's happened. Um, you, you go to an audition. Sometimes you don't know who's in the room. I mean, now that casting is back open, but um, and you walk in and sometimes the client is sitting in the back and they're the people essentially making the, the call to say, I want her. I don't want her. And I've walked in and not able to see in the back um, because there's lights. So you really just see the the, the person, the, the camera operator. And I go in with all my personality and I do my thing. And then I, I squint because this is before I had contacts. I can't see. Mm-hmm. And I see people in the back. I said, who else is back there? And everybody starts laughing. And, I'm, <laughs> and, I, and then immediately, you know, I get nervous because, you know, sometimes your personality might be either a bit too much or if you're, you know, quiet or shy. And so I get a little nervous. But then I remember that when you get an audition, you are chosen from a big pack to a smaller pack to then, you know, the final numbers. And then I just really let it go and and do my thing. And, you know, they book you for doing you and what they ask for. So it feels good. Nervous for five seconds and then I'm good. Well, the, the reason I asked this is because you, uh, Red Pepper, you were doing a Steven Spielberg trailer. And I assume you were yeah. on ISDN or something. And as you were reading, you hear a voice come out of nowhere. Walk us through that. Okay, I was booked in the, in the UK. We don't have so many auditions like the States. Uh, people know you for what you do when they get you in. And uh, so I, w- I traveled to this wonderful studio called Space. And it was basically looked like a spaceship, fantastic studio in central London. I went in there and I got the script and I had all the creatives around me and they said, oh, okay, we're doing this, uh, The Lost World or the movie back in the 90s sometime. And uh, it's great. I said, okay, cool. And you know, you get the boom, boom, all the fantastic sound effects and I'm looking on the green light and I've got to say, something is coming. Boom. Something big, bloody, 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 and uh, in my ear. Um, well, I know now, but uh, I know that uh, back in the day, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, ISDN. I didn't know nothing about ISDN. I was, you know, quite new into the game, and I could hear in my ear some guys just say to me, "Great voice," <laughs> and so I thought there was some kind of mess up. You understand? I thought that something had gone wrong. Um, how's my levels, by the way? I'm being told that my levels are very poor. Is that my level good? No, you sound great. Good? You sound great. You sound great. great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So in, in my ear, I could hear somebody just saying, your, your voice sounds fantastic. So I kind of cursed back. I said, what the F was, is going on? <laughs> and everybody picked up their pieces of paper and wrote on the other side of the screen, holding it up in the air, saying, shut up. That's Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you could do that. I didn't realize anything about ISDN or nothing like that. I just thought there was some balls up at the studio. And, uh, oh, 
hi, how you doing, Stephen? Uh, I'm Red, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And we started to have a little five-minute chat, and everybody was, like, biting their bottom lip, thinking, oh, my God, he's just insulted Stephen. But uh, it wasn't like that. He was pretty cool about it. I was cool about it. I told Stephen B. Uh, Spielberg that I can really act pretty well if you want me in any of your new movies. <laughs> that never materialized, as you can imagine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was it. It was a five-minute thing, you know. But uh, yeah, that was cool. We're talking to Rhett Pepper, a voiceover artist, voiceover legend, based in the UK. I, I, mean, I bet when you go places, people recognize your voice. You can't even sneeze without people turning around going, hey, that's that's Rhett Pepper. You see, I've gotten known uh, because... Occasionally, I do TV appearances. My agents, my lovely agent, Emma Harvey of Harvey Voices, she's always setting me up to go on these TV shows, you know, these quiz shows and whatever, and you do stuff and you win for charity, et cetera. So I've been on quite a few television shows. But beforehand, nobody knew me. Everybody heard my voice, knew my voice, and I liked it that way, loved it that way. Mm. And then occasionally in London, somebody says, excuse me, are you that bloke? You know, you that guy, you that man. And I say, yeah, yeah, it's me. Oh, can you do something? Can you put me on your answer phone? And I get, okay, what's your name? My name's John. Hi, this is John Spone. I'll be back with you soon. Leave a message. And I've I've done that so many times. And, you know, I appreciate it because it comes with the territory. You get famous. People will recognize you occasionally, and it's good. But I'm not in the league of, you know, top actors where people know you by your face every now and then, but not all the time. Right. I've got three phones that I, I believe I need your voice on. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> when, 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 when you go home, um, for you. Barbados is home for you, correct? Yeah, I was born in Barbados. Um, I was a young boy when I left there. My father was in the Trinidad and the Barbados police force. And he was also, a lawyer, a criminal lawyer. And for some reason, we ended up in, in New York. And I followed him, obviously, as a kid. You got no say in the matter. And then we ended up in the UK, and I've been here for donkey's years. I don't want to disclose my age, but I, I'm not a young boy, and I've been here for a long time. So, yeah, I've mastered all the English accents because we have different, you know, we got South, we got the Midlands, we got the North of England, and then we got Scotland. And the higher up you go in the UK, the accent gets a little different. You know, so down in London, you can either get, uh, good afternoon, how are you, old chap? Lovely to see you. (laughs) It's so nice to meet you, Rick. Or or you get the really cockney, you get me though, oh, Rick, man, I love your show, man. And you get all that kind of stuff. And then as you get higher up, a little twang comes in there. It's like, well, we love your show. I love your show, Ricky. I'll I'll listen to you all the time. And they talk like that. And as you, as you know, the Scottish accent is totally different. So I try to listen to everybody. I cannot master all of them, but, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll give it a go. What's, what's, the, what's the, the, the wackiest character you may have played in voiceover? Oh, man. You know, he, why did you have to ask me that? It was a thing called a flop. It did not do well at the box office. I'm surprised it even got airing, to be honest. It was an a animation called Boo Zeno and the Smurfs. No, Snurks. S-N-U-R-K-S. Snurks. Boo Zeno and the Snurks. And I played a, a Shrek-looking character called Bramph. And most of the most of the 
dialogue was, it's going to be great. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And I thought, am I really doing this? But again, you know, you got to make money and you get on with it. And I thought it was going to be great. And I thought this would be fantastic. But I'd, I'd done some, so many that was very, very successful, you know, starting off with Shadow Man and Blade and Battlestar this and Battlestar that. I've done so many along the way. I forget half of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, Love it. I'm curious about your name, Red Pepper. Now, were you born with this spicy name or did you along the way, like, where did this Red Pepper name come from? My spicy name, trust me, everybody in the black community, because I'm a black man, but down the line, back to slave days, I hate to mention it, but it's a fact. Um, I got Scottish in my blood, so I'm very light skinned. And as you know, in the black community, they'd say to describe me, they don't just say, oh, that tall black guy. They say the tall red skinned guy, hmm. the red skinned fella from across the way. And so, so I was always red. So it's red, red skin or yellow skin or high yellow or, you know, black folks, we describe our colors so many different ways that white, white folks will never do. And so I was red. I was always red. And I was also a DJ in the clubs and on pirate radio stations back in the day. And when it came to putting the pliers up, you know, you got fantastic names like, you know, Buju Banton or Shaggy or whoever. And the DJ tonight is Richardson Ivan Green. Really? No, that looks stupid. <laughs> it sounds like an airline pilot. Right. It sounded like an airline pilot, you know, and I said, well, and they said, no, nah, man, you can't, you, you can't, you can't have that name. You got to, we're going to call you Red. But that hot voice, Red Pepper, yeah, man. And I said, Red Pepper, that sounds stupid. And um, anyway, on the flyers, there it was with two Ds, Red Pepper. And then somebody called me up and they said, can I speak to Red Pepper? And the first time, i got to be honest, I felt embarrassed. I said, oh, Christ. And even my father, my father said, wait a minute. I give you a good goddamn name, Richardson Ivan Green, and you're answering to Red Pepper? What kind of a jackass are you? And then Red Pepper became, everybody knew me from my name and this, and it stuck. And now I just refer to myself as Red. You know, it's as simple as that. And it's, it's done though. Wow. The, wow. Hot, the hottest voice in the game. You know, I've invited a, a room full of people here to ask questions. I know you all want to, so feel free to raise your hands. Uh, on the stage, first up is uh, Jamie. Jamie Bellevue, talk to us. Hi, Jamie. Thank you. For, for bringing me up. Thank you. Uh, hello, Rick and Natasha. Hello, Red. Uh, first of all, I apologize for the delay, Rick. I, I'm actually at work, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being naughty. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to mention that. I apologize for a minute to come up to the stage. But Red, uh, you, you are absolutely a legend, man. I, I know that I, I looked you up online many, many, I think it was, I can't remember how many years ago, and I, I actually saw a lot of the stuff that you had done. So your your voice is just mm -hmm. iconic, and uh, I just wanted to, and I and I, you may have already answered this question, but I just wanted to know uh, what it, what is it like for you walking around with with your voice in general, you know, at, on a daily basis, you know, as as a human being, you know, how how does that mm -hmm. what does that feel like for you? Because I know that you know having gone through some some similar experiences, I'm just curious, what's that experience like for you, especially over there in the UK? Well, first of all, you got a cool voice, my brother. Seriously, I like your voice. It's oh, thank nice. You. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, you should be in the game, seriously, um, if you're not already. 
Um, yeah, me walking around every every single day. You got to appreciate that. I hear myself all day. I hear myself all night. My family hear me all day. They hear me all night. So it's to me, it's nothing. It's only when I get out in the street. Nine times out of ten, I'm cool because I say nothing. But I get on public transport or something like that, or I could just go to a car park attendant and say, "Oh, uh, can I have the keys to my car?" And I get a reaction. It's just one of those things. I have to live with it because, you know, I can keep it. I could alter my voice like that, but who talks like that? So I just live <laughs> with it. And I do get amazing reactions. And it's usually from females, usually. And it's usually, oh, my God. Oh, is that your real voice? <laughs> That's what I get most times. But I've, I've got so used to it. I've been doing this for 27 years. And I'm... You know, I mean, um, what's the what's the word? I'm immune to it. You know. Mm. Yeah, I I just was yeah. It's because your voice is so it cuts through so differently. You know, they, there's this people. I'm sure mm. you know everybody on the stage knows there's random certain people that there's their voices that just uh, that stand out above the rest, and yours is just one of those iconic voices that man, you just it just cuts through. So I I can only imagine. I mean, I know what it's like for me when I when I have had similar reactions, but. Your voice has got on another level, so I just, <laughs> I just was, I just thought it was something that you know, I, I you, you could appreciate the question. But uh, brother, thank you so much for the opportunity just just to speak with you. It's an honor to be sitting in this room um, amongst you and, and everyone in this room. Uh, but and I just wanted to give you your flowers, brother. Keep doing thank what you're doing, man. You you are you are the, one of those one of those guys. So congratulations on all your success and keep well, keep keep you. moving. And thank you for the compliment. I, I am in the game, and I, I sincerely appreciate the, the, that you recognize that. So thank you very much. Yeah, keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you, brother. Thank, thank you, Jamie. I'm going to take Izzy next, but before um, you unmute yourself, Izzy, Red, I have a question for you. So with your family mm -hmm. being immune to your voice, with you obviously being used to your voice, the first time um, you booked a spot that was public for you to share, what was the reaction amongst your family and friends Um when they heard you produced and, you know, on a track somewhere? It was like, I can only um, think of how we would feel if we won the lottery. Mm. It's, it's my brother, my son, you know, my niece, my nephew, everybody was like, whoa, whoa. Especially when you have the THX uh, format of the speaker's sounds in the cinema. Right. And you just hear, I heard my voice for the first time. Even me, I was very, very impressed. And it, was, it sounds kind of crazy. It's not because I'm up my own backside. It's just that I never heard my voice like that. Wow. In a studio, yes, but never in the cinema. Mm -hmm. So the first time I heard, you know, um, in a world where one man coming soon, bloody, bloody, bloody. It was. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so That's cool. Me. I just got chills That's listening me. to that. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> it was just, you want to hear it again? Of course. We all want to hear that again. In a world where Natasha, Rick Party, and Red Pepper shared one room. All hell broke loose. <laughs> Come soon to a cinema near you. Love it. It, it, it kind of <clears throat> it, it, it impressed me. It really impressed me, and even my kids at the time. And they they said to their friend, "We went out on a Saturday uh, afternoon movie, and I took a few of my friends and their kids." And <laughs> my son said, "That's my dad." And the little kid said, "No, it's not." And I said, <laughs> "Yes, it is." I was like, "Oh my god!" Love it. Like, 
So, so it's it's exciting. It still is exciting, uh, and I still get excited, and I still find myself in situations where I get really excited. For instance, I I met Tim Burton, right? Totally oh, wow. by accident. I'll give you a very short story on that one. Uh, Tim Burton, my agent said, oh, just text me one day. He said, uh, Red, uh, Tim Burton wants to talk to you. And I said, <laughs> like Tim Burton, who who is he from? I'm the thing. I'm not thinking the movie director Tim Burton. I'm thinking, just a new guy called Tim Burton. You know, like you got those called James Brown, but they're right. not the real James Brown. And so she said, no, Tim Burton, the real Tim Burton. And I said, okay. So that's cool. So I'm speaking to Tim Burton. Yeah, he wants you to do something for his movie, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, back in 2016. And I said, well, okay. So I get up and I meet Tim Burton in London in a secret hideaway. And he just said, I heard you've got an amazing voice. And I said, uh, thank you. In fact, you do. And we heard that you can do all these kind of scary characters. And I says, who told you that? And he says, that man over there. Turns out this engineer, who I've been working with for the last 15, 20 years, he was working with Tim Burton to make that movie. He was like his own personal sound engineer. And he says, yeah, I recommended you read. And I said, oh, Jesus. So now I'm thinking, this is the mighty Tim Burton. I got to perform. So he said, right, I want you to be dead, but undead. You're a lost soul. You're, you're in between death and you, you can't quite die. And I says, what does one of those sound like? So he said, go in there, this fancy room with about 20 different microphones, big microphones, small microphones, all kind of microphones. Never seen half of these microphones. And he said, just do your thing. You're, you're, you're dying. Just, just, just give me some sounds. So I had to do all this. <laughs> I had loads and loads of different kind of high pitch, low pitch whispers, all that kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there in awe of Tim Burton, even though I'm allegedly, you know, the best voiceover artist in the world and all the rest of it. I never, um, I've never got comfortable with all that kind of stuff. I'm just a very humble guy, but I'm sitting there with Tim Burton. And it's like, wow, wow. Like a big kid in the candy store. I was just so happy. So happy. Emma Harvey. She's with the Harvey agency in the UK. And she's on the stage right now. Emma, how yeah, are you? She owns, she owns it. Yes. Hi, she, Emma. Hello. Thanks for having me up. And Isabella, I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, you've been Emma. waiting ages. Go to Isabella. No, oh, this no, accent is just it's giving fun. me good life. Emma, cheerio, darling. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Emma. I'm actually Scottish. So, uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, wow. Oh. She's Scottish. Let, let me ask you, Emma, uh, now, having Red Pepper on your rosters, like any team having Michael Jordan, what was the moment like when he became part of the Harvey Voices family? Well, he is son number one, and he has been with me from day one. It's been over 15 years mm -hmm. that he's had the joy of talking to mm -hmm. me every day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just setting up and Red came on board so I mean it was a thrill for me then and it still is now I love working with Fred if I could clone him I would <laughs> so 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 do you do you ever have to um do you do you ever have to send him auditions or do you ever audition Red I mean or, or do you he get did that one phone? today huh? oh you did okay yeah, he did a quick self-tip mm -hmm. today. Very occasionally, Red will be asked to audition, but normally it's just a straightforward booking. Listen, we're hanging out with a voiceover legend, Red Pepper. 
And his agent and friend, Emma Harvey of Harvey Voices is here with us. Now, Emma, share something with us about Red Pepper that we may not know. <laughs> you may not know. Red, it could get you in so much hey, trouble. I'm all I'm here for it. I, I'm really, I'm here for a good story. Like what's one of the what's one of his like quirks um, when he books or, you know, everybody has a thing that they might need in the booth or wherever. Like what's a quirk of his? The quirk is that Red is the most amazing professional I've ever worked with that's the quirk this guy's he's self-sufficient he's on it every day he's courteous polite he does everything brilliantly there's never a gripe he's he's moan free and he makes my life and working day so much easier and I can't blow enough smoke up his bum he's amazing and he deserves all the accolades and all the work I think That's he's so smiling nice so hard. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, well, you know what? I, everything you said there, I, I mean, I don't I don't make a big thing out of it, but I've always said to people because deep down I'm a philosopher and I always say to people, put in what you want to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, act like the person you want to be. Some folks don't want to invest in themselves and then they get very little out and they're crying about everything to everybody. But you got to put in what you want to get out. I put myself on the side of the directors or the people who wrote a script or the people who are, have made that movie, and it's their baby. And I'm the privileged one. They're not privileged to have me. I'm the privileged one to be adding that little spice to their movie, their project. Somebody spent $20 million, $30 million, $100 million on a movie or whatever it may be, and I'm going to come and just put the little icing on it. So... This is a big job to me, so I don't take anything uh, lightly. I make sure everything is on point, and I never, ever, ever, doesn't matter how people uh, recognize me to be, I never, ever take anything for granted. So I'm always full of questions, and I say to every single creative, if I'm messing up, tell me. Don't be sitting there saying, what did you think of that red? It's not for me to tell you what I think. It's for you to tell me what you think, because I want this to be not 99%. I want it to be 100%. And if I make a fluff, I could say something, and I've overemphasized an S, I will say, we need to take it again. And they'll say, no, it was fine. And I'll say, no, it was not fine. i got to hear it again. I'm like that. I'm a professional, professional from the top to the bottom. I don't play. Izzy, talk to us. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Izzy. Hello, Mr. Red Pepper. And Emma, I want to say thank you for being so kind to your comments earlier. That was very kind. Thank you. Um, So, Mr. Red Pepper, my question to you is, um, I am amazed that you don't have an accent. Um, Being from Barbados and living in the UK, Mm -hmm. I don't hear any inflection in your speaking voice. I grew up trilingual and all the languages seem to have been infused into my English. So when I do, I'm one of Rick Party's students. When I do record, I have to pay very, very close attention to, you know, my R's and, and, and certain letters and certain mm-hmm. words. What, what is your natural, when you wake up in the morning and you just start talking, what is your natural dialect? Does it does it change depending on to whom you're talking? 
uh, are you talking to us in a more of an American accent because, you know, most of us here are American? How do you adjust your accent? I'm so fascinated by this, sir. My natural accent is the way I'm speaking to you now. This is my, I've, I've been speaking this way so long. But as you say, there are times I could, if I, if I go to Barbados, because I'm so proud of being a Bajan, listen to the accent just change up now. Listen, listen, <laughs> man. man you, you ain't gonna believe this, but listen. No, 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 listen. <laughs> when you go across there, go down yonder, go down yonder, and then come back. And when you come back, I gotta have a bottle of Banks with and for you. Uh, we could talk, we could talk and talk, man. I'm gonna stand up <laughs> in the street lining all day, you hear? So yes. you, I, I can find it. I can find it. And then I can find the Jamaican. We are be asking, man. Asian man? Sure, but it blows on skirty man. <laughs> May I tell you? you, you so, so you listen to these, and then you can do the wildest cockney. So, you know what I mean, guy? Nah, nah, sweet ass. I was listening to the radio the other day, right? And I heard Rick Party and a girl called Natasha and a bloke called Red, and they was blinding me. So it's, it's where you find, you can find it when you have to act. There's a lot of voice actors don't act. A lot of voice actors just do their natural accent all day, all night. My natural accent is how I'm speaking now. And if it wasn't, I couldn't be as fluid. I really couldn't. I'll be trying to to find those words. And when you've got to find words, you slow down. It's just a natural thing. When you've got to find something, or if you're telling porcupines, like some guys, when you see them at seminars, and they're taking their time to say everything really slowly, because they're thinking as they're speaking. When you got a speed read and you got to read something really fast, you, you can't do it unless you're speaking naturally, in my humble opinion. Mm. So my natural accent is how it is. But I was born with a Barbadian accent, but I only speak so when I go back to Barbados because I, be, I feel very proud, you know, and I, I feel <clears> like <throat> I belong there, but it doesn't quite happen like that because people still say, you from America? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can't win. I can't win. Yeah, it's it's really hard to t- to tell where you're from. I, I often tell my students, um, you know, and 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 tell me what you think about this. Wh- wherever you you're from, wherever you're from, don't lose you. Don't lose your your natural mm-hmm. accent, your dialect. What do you say to that? Well, uh, it depends. Well, some folks say uh, say if you leave your hometown, supposing you left Texas or uh, Kansas or wherever, and you came to England. I'd say within a couple of, if you was young, really young, you, within a couple of years, you'd be speaking like a native Brit. You know, you would, it just happens. Mm -hmm. You, you still have the ability to, to go back into your native tongue, but you have to be around your people. When you're around your people, it just comes out strangely. It just comes out. But uh, I speak like this all day, all night. Yeah. I know every time Natasha's around her people, she gets to, you know, what you, who are you talking to? I'm like, you know, let's talk. Well, so, so it all depends because I'm from New York. So when I'm around, like, you know, when I meet fellow, I live in Los Angeles. Just go Brooklyn. So, just go hard Brooklyn right now. Go ahead. Well, I don't know how to go hard Brooklyn. So when I'm around my people, you know, everything comes out and I'm like, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you get into it. And that's when people are like, oh, you are mm-hmm. hardcore New York. But if I'm just meeting you and, I, you know, it's very clean and, you know, you I mean, obviously, Reg just explained it. However, I grew, I'm first generation American. My mother's Guyanese and my father's Jamaican. When I'm around my family, and Rick even asked me, he goes, do you have a West Indian accent? I said, oh, buddy, do I? When I'm around my family, 
you don't hear New York. You don't hear the clean cookie cutter Natasha. It the whole West Indian accent comes clean out. And then you know when I'm mad at my kids, but <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's another thing. That's true, Natasha. Because if I get really mad, I've got six kids, by the way. The eldest is uh, 37, the youngest is 18. So the young boys, they're going through their stage where they think they are the man because they've got an Adam's apple and they got some hair under their armpits <laughs> and in other places. So sometimes, every now and then, every now and then, you got to step up and let them understand that you are still the lion in the pack. You are yes. still the main man. And if they don't like it, step. And that's sometimes I hear myself a little Bajan comes out. Yes. Too much he matters ass. You know, I say something like that. Yeah. You must and you'll say, You must be what, Dad? You must be mad as ass. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna be mad. Ass. And it's like, What? Yes. What? Yes. And it'll just come out. And yeah, it does occasionally, but yeah, the way I speak is the way I speak right now. It's all good. Yeah. You know, Red, I've um I've I've invited uh voices here, uh that that have admired your work for for years and they just wanted to get a chance to say hello to you um because they they said hey i want to be mm-hmm. where a red pepper is today uh so you're going to meet them a marcus and uh denzel and Jushan and uh rotney and um the man with the voice a marcus you're up good afternoon red how are you hey marcus hey how are you man i have admired you for years and you are where i want to be thank you like Really, you're where I want to be, and I'm, I, I aspire to be a movie trailer voice one day. But <clears throat> a few minutes ago, you mentioned if somebody were to go stay in Britain for two weeks, you'd come out uh, sounding like a Brit. It's funny that you mentioned that because as a teenager, um, I spent the summer in Bermuda, and I didn't notice the change in the way that I speak. But when I got back home to Philly and around my friends, they're like, man, you sound like, <laughs> you sound like you're from Britain. And I didn't even realize it until I got back in the States and saw like one of, you know, my, my mom, my mom mentioned it, my friends mentioned it, but it's funny. It wasn't like I was trying to do it. It wasn't like I was putting it on or anything. It just naturally happened. And I try to find that same voice today and I can't find it. You got to travel then. Get your passport out. <laughs> See, the funny, is, the funny thing is when I went back to Barbados thinking that I sound like a Bajan they can tell that I don't live there. Mm. And I thought I still had that real, you know, deep Bajan accent or say Bajan accent. I's a Bajan man. I'm from St. Peter. And they could tell, they could just tell. I says, no, you're, you're from New York. You're, you're from England or you're from, you don't, you don't live here. And uh, I couldn't disguise it. I just couldn't find that, that roots. I just couldn't find it. So I totally get what you're saying. It's funny you say that also because I live in Florida now, and people in Florida say, oh, man, you sound like you're from up north. But when I go home, people say, oh, man, you sound country. Mm. So it's like I guess I have a little bit of the south in me and a little bit of the north in me. But when I'm in either place, they think I sound like the other place. Interesting. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Same here. I hang Izzy, out with you're a... straight New York. You can't even help yourself talk about same here. <laughs> no, people think I'm from New Orleans. I get I can, people I can always hear that. think I'm from New Orleans, and I don't know why I've I never New lived in New Orleans. Wait, do, do, do me a favor, Izzy. Say say come over here, baby. Come over here, babe. <laughs> Love it. I so oh, um so Mr. Pepper Sauce, Mr. Red Pepper. 
Um, what do you do to treat your voice when you're finished working after a long day, even if it's a, a short session, what do you do to treat your voice at, at the end of the days or what, or when, whenever? I've been asked this question a zillion times and I've always thought to find some kind of ridiculously complex answer for it, <laughs> but I won't lie to you. I'm telling you the truth here. I shamefully or not shamefully, I do absolutely zero yep. to do. I don't wake up in the morning and gargle with anything. I don't go to sleep at a certain time. I don't wrap uh, my throat in, in some kind of warm blanket, you know, for one hour and a half. I don't drink any special teas. I don't do anything. Zero. But what I, I'm sure, I am so sure that my voice is sustained through my diet. Mm. I eat one meal a day. What did he say? Yeah, that's what I said. One meal. One meal a day. Morning, noon, or night. No joke. No lie. God strike me down dead if I'm lying. Wow. I eat a meal between 1 p.m., anytime between 1 p.m. and 6 p.m., right? I don't mind saying I'm 60 years old, but I look like a 40-year-old. My skin is good. I don't have pimples. I don't have bumps. I don't get colds. I, don't, I do not get colds. I haven't had a cold for 28 years. Wow. I don't get sick. I just do not get sick. And Dear I God, he sounds like Rick Party over here, I, and I'm sitting in between the both of you. <laughs> Seriously. I don't, I don't eat a lot. Um, I'm, st I'm six or four. I'm still, you know, I, I don't know what it is in pounds, but I'm still like 17 stone. I'm healthy. And I just, I just kept thinking you put food on top of food when you're eating you. Oh, we got to have a first day, first meal in the day mm. should be your breakfast. That's the healthiest meal. No, I don't believe in that. The, the best meal of the day is the one that you're eating. That's what I say. So I have one meal a day and I drink water for the rest of the day. Seriously. There it and is. Occasionally, Emma may tease me. Yeah, she may get me out to have a meal, you know, a uh, social meal <laughs> for networking purposes. And she will stuff my face. But generally, no. I eat I'm a feeder. What can I say? <laughs> I like fish. She she's a big feeder. I'll be eating one meal a day going forward. Yeah, so, uh, so, exactly. But I don't do anything, absolutely anything to enhance my voice or take care of my voice or nothing. If there's nothing broke, there's nothing to take care of. That's what I say. It's just, it is what it is. So what, what do you stay away from? I mean, for me, um, I'm lactose intolerant. I, you know, for many reasons, I can't drink milk. Yeah. But when I, when I, when I would have something like that, maybe like a scoop of ice cream, um, that phlegm that gets on your voice and then it messes everything up. What do you stay away yeah. from? I don't do, I don't do bread, any kind of bread. I don't do any kind of dairy products. I don't do anything. I drink water and I eat a hell of a lot of asparagus and a hell of a lot of, uh, uh, cabbage and greens, anything green. I eat carrots, I eat tomatoes. Um, and that's it. I eat a lot of fish. I eat, um, salmon every single day. Um, yeah, every single day I eat salmon. I'm one of those guys boring. I don't put no, I don't put no mayo. I don't put mayonnaise on it. I don't do nothing. I keep it as natural as possible. And my voice very seldom uh, gets sticky in the booth if it's really hot. But generally, I, I've done eight-hour sessions doing video games. And the guys say, do you want a break? Or should we wrap this up tomorrow? Because we, no, we, I'll press through. And my voice sounds as good as it did at the, in the first hour. It's just, you know, I can talk for England. I really could. Good stuff. Wow. All right, Jershon. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, I owe you an apology already. Why? Because of the hum in your microphone? 
<laughs> no. Okay. No. Um, I owe him an apology for his voice confused with the late Don Juan Fontaine for so many years. I'm so sorry. Um, I wanted to ask. First. Don't worry, you're not the first. <laughs> I wanted to ask. Um, have you ever, by you having a distinctive voice, have you ever faced uh, a huge challenge or many challenges of being typecast as the the go-to guy for voice trailers or the go-to guy for video games? And have you ever faced the challenge of, um, wow, of branching out into different genres of voiceover like narration or 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 um audio book have you ever faced a challenge by having the voice that you have um no challenges at all uh, i'm again i'm a philosopher challenges are in your own mind right for instance i could go to an audition tomorrow and have 10 men sit in front of me and they all got bass voices it has happened. I can get into a, a audition and I'll go into the reception area and there's 10 guys waiting to go in to, to say their bit. And they'll hear me go to the receptionist. Hi, I'm Red Pepper. I'm here for the audition. And then as I go along the line, I'm very polite. So I usually say hi to anybody who's in front of me. I said, hello, hello, hello. And they all try to say, yeah, hi, yeah, hi. And they're all trying to out deep me. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing to do with the deepness of my voice. Mm-hmm. It's can you deliver the script? So everybody says, you've got a deep voice. Whoopie do, big deal. So if you've got a deep voice and the next man has got a deep voice and a thousand million guys out there say, I got a deeper voice than the red, you may have, that's great, cool. I'm not in competition. So if you got a voice that somebody wants, well done you. There's a huge, vast pot to share you understand so when i when it comes to delivering that's a different story you got a deep voice but can you deliver the script and i'm there to deliver the script not to compete with anybody if you get the gig great but i don't know what competition means i don't do it my mind is not set that way if i don't get the gig i don't get the gig no big deal cool let's move on that's how i approach everything i don't i don't get Oh, I should have got it. Oh, what? What does he know? I'm better than him and all that rubbish. No, 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 no. That's for schoolboys. I don't do that. I'm a grown man. And that's the reason why I invited you here, because you love to share your gift. And a, a lot of these young men here aspire to be where you are. And they, they look up to, you, if you will, um, this young man, I met him while doing the Lion King stage play here on Clubhouse. He's got an awesome voice. Uh, I see him in room to room to room, just really trying to soak up all the information uh, he can. Denzel? Good to see you. Great. Uh, it's been a little while. Yes. Yes, sir. Miss Natasha, hello. Good afternoon. Hi. Good, good, good afternoon, morning. everyone. Good evening. Mr. Red Pepper, pleasure to, uh, to make you acquainted, sir. Just call me Red. Mr. Red. Or just Red. Sorry. Uh, I, again, like Rick said, have not been here in a little while. Life kind of uh, got in the way for me. Uh, well, not got in the way, but took my took my attention away from uh, my pursuit of voice acting. I am definitely a white belt. Like I'm a rookie. I mean, I love entertainment movies. I would love do, doing like movie trailers and everything. But if I could only do one, it would definitely be video games or animation. 
But do you find that you are sought sought after specifically for one genre more than any others? No, no, I, I don't. I'm fortunate enough because it's a kind of it's a, it's a wide open question. It's a wide open answer. It because it's not just about me. It's about producers. It's about your ability. It's about the way you carry yourself. It's about your character. It's about the way what you do when you get into a studio. Just a very short, because I don't. I know we don't have a lot of time, and there's people waiting. But when you go into a studio, when I go into a studio, right, I am selling myself even before I've started my script. I appear like I own the goddamn place. I got on my suit. I got on my pride. I'm wearing my pride. Everybody says, "Wow, doesn't he dress well?" So I'm, I've started the ball rolling already. And then when I'm in the studio waiting to to read my script and the engineer is doing his little sound check, I may be messing around with a few different voices. I'm showing these guys that I'm very approachable, all the rest of it. And outside of the booth, when I'm sitting with the directors and then they're doing their, their, you know, editing and all the rest of it, I'm having a conversation with them. I'm telling them about the different things I can do, just like I'm doing here. We can talk about the movie trailer. But they didn't. I can read a script and it will say, to get up when you are down, to fight more intensely when you are struggling. Those few words, and I, or I could say, to get up when you are down, to fight when you are intensely or are struggling. It's the way you deliver. Now, if you've got a different range, a lot of range, you'll get a lot of work. If you put yourself in a box, that's exactly where you're going to stay. Because I can tell you that I've not just done movie traders, even though people say, you're the movie trader, man. You sound like Don LaFontaine, et cetera, et cetera. There's more to me. I can do many different things because I focus and I focus. And if you put yourself in a box, that's where we got to stay. So you have to know you better than anybody else. You got to know your range. You got to know what you are capable of and whatever you're capable of, do it well, do it well, focus on it. Bore your family, find your booth every night and read, read aloud, scream, holler, whatever your thing is. If you can do it, do it well. If you want to be in, in one spot, you, you're only going to expect to get a certain amount of work. If you can do a lot of things very well, you'll be more lucrative as, well, in my humble opinion, that's uh, a fact because I can go high. I can go low, you know? So when you do animations, sometimes you are challenged to, to come out of that voice. So when I'm, um, some I say, oh, Red, can you can you can you sound like a fifteen year old kid? Of course, I can sound like a fifteen year old kid. I'm crazy. Oh, how you doing? <laughs> I can do that because I know it's within me, and you can dig it out. So if you if you only if I only walked around saying in a world all day, yeah, I'm the movie trader man. In a world, in a world, in a world. What happens when they stop making the movies uh, with trailers at the beginning? And they start just putting captions on. What is hap- what happens? You stop working because you've limited yourself to do only one thing. So don't put yourself in a box. It sounds cool. It does sound cool. And it's a great job. It's a great living if you get that gig. Because movie traders are movie traders. But getting a part in the animation to be a character in an animation, you know, you may not have to work for a year when you get paid. Because you'll get a fat lot of money. So... Do not limit yourself. I say it to everybody. Don't limit limit yourself. Know yourself. Know yourself and focus on what you can do and do it well. No. Don't do that to yourself. That's some good stuff.
Yes. Thank you, Miss. Uh, thank you, Red. That I really appreciate. That's encouraging, especially from someone uh, with your like uh, breadth of work, especially like the variety, because that was something that kind of always was in the back of my mind. And and the stories also that you all share, I really appreciate that because yeah, they are familiar. Like I, I I when I go to uh, when I when I order takeout, I got into the habit. Range is something that that Rick was trying to help me work on, but I kind of got into the habit of not using my my real voice just to avoid those kind of interactions, or even like putting a different name just so like I act like I'm an Uber Eats driver just so I can like avoid having to hear people go through the whole spiel that I've heard before. Um, yeah. But thank you again because purpose is multi uh, is it crosses disciplines. So if you put the work in, that's what I've been really learning putting in that work you uh exactly. you can you can cross over into multiple uh multiple arenas Indeed. so thanks everyone for i appreciate you Indeed. bringing me up rick thanks for coming up dentel ban i hope yeah. you jump back into the pool man um so mr red i'm i'm pretty sure you've heard people say you know my kids walk around trying to talk like you all the time well the next person that i'm introducing i grew up um, mimicking her voice and her cadence, and I'm so happy to call her my big sister, Miss Rolanda Watts. <laughs> Thank you so much, Natasha. Thank you, and Rick. This is a great room. I just wish I wish my whole master class was here right now. Right. Red, you are just amazing, and I just loving hanging on the edge of my seat on everything that you're saying. Um, you're inspiring me Thank so you. much, and it's nice to 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 listen to someone who loves this craft as much as I, you know, as much as you do. Um, that that certainly is wonderful. Just thank you so very much. I really, really like that you brought out your diet, and that your body is what in in encases this this most wonderful instrument in the world. And I really appreciate that you bring that side of the craft um, and the discipline into um voice acting so i just really really enjoy you i don't specifically have a question i have so many but you're answering them bit by bit so thank you so very much red i appreciate you i appreciate that rolanda i want just to touch on the the diet i i'm no i'm not a person who preaches and tell people how to live their lives and all the rest of it but when we actually think well i I got i stopped i gotta stop saying when we when i started to think, and I took a look at my body, I put myself, this is the most precious thing that I have, my body. It's more precious than any car, any piece of jewelry, any whatever. It's my body. This is the most precious thing. My body, think about it from head to toe. It was designed. It was designed. This is a special design. Your throat, your your gut, your 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 hands, everything, your eyes, everything is taken care of by the engine inside. And if you abuse the engine, you're not going to go and get a beautiful B12 motor and then put cooking oil in it, are you? You know, you're going to love it. You're going to appreciate it. Um, But we abuse our bodies so much. It's unbelievable. And we do it unconsciously. We are sugar junkies. We are sugar junkies. We want it. Give me some. Let me have some more. I'm hungry. No, you're not. You're not hungry. You just got a, a habit. You've got a, 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 what do you call it? Yeah, what does junkies have? You got a habit, basically. An addiction. You got a habit, and you don't recognize it. That's all it is. And anyone, everyone who listens to me say, I eat one meal a day, they all think, the man's doolally. He's stupid. No, <laughs> I'm living proof. 
I'm a sexy looking 60 year old. I look good. <laughs> don't I, Emma? <laughs> listen, I was going to say, Red, we, I don't we feel played so bad. <laughs> and listen, we played in the same sandbox, Red, still sexy at after, at, after 60. <laughs> I don't feel so bad now. I'm going to be that man when I'm older because I do it right now. When I'm talking to Natasha, I often say, I'm 50, I'm 53, but look at me. Look at me. (laughs) And then I roll my eyes and I'm like, oh, God, this man, this nobody loves Rick Rick more than himself. (laughs) Ricky, Matt, are you really over 50? Shut up. I am. I'm 50, 53. Yeah. Wow, you do look good, I got to say. Thank you. Thank you. So do you, brother. So do you. Well, I went to Red's um, Instagram page. I'm just going to keep it real for um, everyone in here, especially my ladies. <laughs> and um, feel free while while you're listening <laughs> to just hop over to his Instagram page so you can see what he's talking about. And while you're at it, you can check out Rick because he does the same. Listen, sitting between you two, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is a setup. I, but I love it. I love learning how, um, you know, after you reach a certain age, you think you, you, you kind of take life for granted when you're in your 20s, 30s and even 40s and eat whatever you want, drink whatever you want. And maybe you smoke whatever you want. But um, it's great to hear um, two amazing uh, men like yourself in the business who take care of your bodies. And really, that's that's the medicine that keeps you going um, with your voices. So this is fun. Maybe I need to age up and get me a 60 year old. <laughs> Um, so up next, we have a man who drives everyone, the men, the women, the babies, because he reads bedtime stories, everyone crazy on this app. He's a longtime admirer of your work, Red Pepper. And I mean, his voice, I thought he was using machine for weeks. I was like, I'm going to need you to like send me a message with your voice, like high pitch, low pitch, everything. The man with the voice, it is a pleasure to have you in the room. Please unmute your mic. Most definitely. The pleasure is all mine, Rick, Natasha. Thank you for having the space. Brother Red, Brother Red, Brother Red, my, my, my. You are the blueprint in this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you are the blueprint, man. And uh, I am just honored to be on this stage with you as I've been following your work for quite some time. And, you know, question wise, you've been dropping so many gems that, you know, every time I write something down, I end up checking it off because you've touched on it and so much more. But just thank you for being the example and thank you for showing up here today to pour into this community that definitely needs great role models and you and Rick and many others. Uh, Rolanda are some of the greatest out there. And I am just simply honored to be in your space. So, brother, keep on inspiring, man. That's, that's all I want to say. And again, thank you for being here today. Wow. The man with the voice. Now, I've got to tell you, the man with the voice, the man with the voice, if I was a woman, oh, my Lord. I had to go turn off the air conditioning. So, I mean, the AC in my house is set right now to 62. I was a woman for three seconds. (laughs) Oh, man. Wait a minute. i got to do some close microphone work now. So, uh, the man with the voice. What you doing later on? <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to tell you that now, Rick. 
<laughs> Later on, I'm going to be uh, trying to work on my craft to make sure that I get into your shoes at some point in time. Matter of fact, no, I don't even want to be in your shoes. I just want to walk in your footsteps, so. You keep on doing it, man. Oh, goddamn! Stop in there. It's too much. I don't even have to go to the gym anymore. Subject earlier. <laughs> really, Natasha? Uh, right. All right. I'm this, over here sweating. Right. I'm unstable up on this stage. Is there right. anybody else want to take my place? I need to go shower quickly. <laughs> this is like like the the verses with the king in his court. This is beautiful. Um, you know, you got so many mentees around the world. So this this next young man, um, he was an intern at a local radio station here in Miami. Uh, he's gone on to become a radio host and just so many things. And I said, you need to do something with that voice. And he is today. Rodney Holiday. I'll mute your mic. Yes, sir. And Mr. Bread, man, I'm learning a lot. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Rick, what's going on? Natasha, what's going on? Hi there. Uh, I have a question. My question is, uh, Mr. Red, you've been around for a long time and um, have a lot of accolades under your belt. But when was the time when you were, you know, rejected and got a lot of no's? And what script was it that uh, you were rejected from? Okay, here's the truth. I get rejected many times. It wasn't just the one time. Many times. I'll tell you what happens. You go in, you'll do a read. And it all depends, again, because it's not just about our voice. It's about the team around us, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, if they're correct, if they're incorrect. They have a different spin on something that you put on it. It's their baby. So they may get you in and say, okay, get in here. Let's do this. You read the script. And you read it. And it's all good. You know, bells and whistles. Everything is great. And you walk out of there thinking, yeah, that was a good session. Two weeks later, you're driving in the car. And you hear the, the radio advert that you did, but you subconsciously totally forgot it. But subconsciously, the words are still in your head. So the second somebody says those words, you remember that script. But it's a totally different guy. And you think, wait a minute, I did that advert. But somebody else got the gig because they put it to whoever. And they said, hmm, nah, he sounds a bit deep. He sounds a bit too gravitas. He sounds a bit this. He said, no, let's, let's get somebody else in. And that happens. It happens all the time. Not regularly, but it happens plenty through my career. It's not a case of I've definitely got the gig, end of, close shop. It's not like yeah. that. Everybody, everybody gets rejected along the way. And sometimes they do it in an underhand way. Sometimes they do it in a, uh, well, this is not quite working, Red. It's not plain sailing all the way. It never is. Wow, good stuff. And I thought I was the only one who eats one time a day. I'm the same way. I, I eat nothing but fish, tuna fish fillet with brown rice and sweet potatoes. And uh, it's been working for me. And they, people say I look 16. So, hey. I'm going to keep going. Let me see what your Instagram page is. You don't even have your Instagram page for me to see what you look like. Uh, follow me. I am Rodney Holiday. Uh, Rick, you you have my page. You follow me. Of course. Of course. Yeah. No, yeah. We all want to stalk you now. That's I've why I'm I've known the asking. kid since he was a kid. Now he's a grown man. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm asking for the room. Yeah. You're asking for yourself. I am Rodney Holiday. <laughs> but thank you for this conversation. Definitely need it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, last thank but you. not least, uh, Malcolm Rockhold. Hey, um, thank you so much, Red. I think I'm older than anybody in the room. And I've been uh, plant-based for six six years. And uh, every word that you've uh, 
shared today has been a total inspiration to me. Thank you so much. Well, that was sweet. That was sweet. Well, listen, Red uh, Red Pepper, thank you uh, so much for your generosity. Thank you for uh, it really just a- accepting my, my texts and, uh, you know, talking to this room full of people. I mean, there's so many people that have reached out to me and they ask me, how do I get into this and that? And although I do voiceover, I, I do promo and mm-hmm. commercial. I, I don't tell people I am the person mm-hmm. to train with for trailer. That's not my bag. I've done it here and there, but that's not my bag. And even when it comes to animation, I say, that's not me. I'll send them to Rolanda. Rolanda does commercials. She does animation, character voices. That's not me. And you were the perfect mm-hmm. person for a, a, a bunch of my mentees, a bunch of my my peers and friends uh, to really hear from when it comes to movie trailer. I mean, they hear yeah. they hear from all the voices here in the U.S., but here's the voice that makes it rumble mm-hmm. from over the seas to the U.S. Red Pepper, thank you for being here. We really yeah. appreciate you. I appreciate that. Uh, Okay, and uh, folks, imagine your name is David Jones. My name is Red Pepper. So the first name is Red Pepper. So you can address me as Red, and I'm good with that. Um, Let me say that I was most impressed with the man with the voice, because if that's not your natural voice, beautifully done. Uh, If it was, whoa, you got a career way ahead of you, and I'll be long gone. You're still around. Um, Emma, thank you so much for joining in as well. I appreciate that. And everybody who's contributed, this has been fun for me because it's quite new. Club, club, uh, clubhouse is quite new for me. So um, I'm appreciating it. Appreciate you, you, Natasha. Appreciate you, uh, Rick, for uh, inviting me here. And uh, feel free to invite me again. I, I love all this kind of stuff because giving is caring. Sharing is caring, you know, and we can take, we can take, we can take, but I like to share and give people insights into the industry. I can't tell you how to be a great voice artist, but I can tell you to uh, figure out what is good for you. What is your best voice and keep it natural. And anytime you want to send off a tape to anybody or recording to anybody, make sure that you take off all the goddamn enhancements. Do not send your voice out with enhancements on it because you know what's going to happen? When you get into the studio, you're going to have to reproduce that. And you can't because you put some kind of stank on it. Don't do it. Natural voice only. Clean. Send it out. And Godspeed to all of you. Good, good luck to everybody who's uh, uh, in the industry and trying to get further. I appreciate you all. Now, Red, it just hit me when you said invite you back another time. So one day we have to uh, set up a mm-hmm. day where we can do a movie trailer or promo uh, read and have people come up and you, you coach them and give them, give them a couple of tries and we send them down. What do you think? <laughs> Forget about it. I can't coach nobody. Okay. I refuse to coach anybody. So let me try that one, Rick. I ain't coaching nobody. Because right. One one thing I know for pe- people don't people don't listen. People don't listen. People just how many times have you said it in your life? You've said the best way to do this is this, this blah 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 blah, and they say yeah, but and when folks start with yeah, but I just switch off. Yeah. I ain't got no time for no yeah, but. If you're coming to me because I know my craft and you're willing to listen as a teacher teaching a student, I'm good. But when you say, yeah, but I think, go ahead, bye. That gets me all the time. Oh, Oh my gosh. Nobody. Yeah. I don't teach nobody. I ain't got the patience for that. Well, Red, you're going to come and hang out with us one day again. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, open up your mics and make some noise for Red Red, Pepper, please. Please. Wonderful. Yes. 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 Appreciate you, brother. Yes.
Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was fun. Can I just say, I've just opened a huge bag of crisps and a bottle of wine, and I highly recommend that diet too. (laughs) (laughs) Red Pepper, it was a pleasure sitting here next to you. And and talking to you, thank you so much for the for the um, enlightenment, encouragement, and the good laughs. I think your voice has lulled me and my coffee to a state where now I just want to relax, maybe book a flight to the UK so I can hear this voice in person and have you record yourself on my machines. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll take care of you, Natasha. Don't worry about that. And and anyone. Uh, listening let me do a little plug um you can find me red pepper zero one on instagram and i spell red with two d's that's red pepper zero one or one word and i'm also on twitter you can find me there uh, at the red pepper and i'm also on linkedin as well for professional purposes so follow me and uh i'll try my best to respond to any messages that i get not always but most times i, I usually respond Thank you. We appreciate you so much. Uh, the man with the voice since you're here, you may as well close out this this red pepper room for us since we got yes. you here. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> oh, my. It would be my pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been amongst greatness today. Live out of the UK, voiceover legend Red Pepper, a brother who has done movie trailers galore and then that much more as well. A brother who is multifaceted, multi-talented, and multi-layered, and he only eats one meal a day. How about that? Thank you for joining uh, the conversation this afternoon. Be sure to click the greenhouse uh, right over top of Rick Party's big head. Join the voiceover club. And he will be back with you tonight at 7 p.m., correct? Correct. Correct. 7 p.m. to get your voiceover on. So join the room. Follow him. Follow Natasha. Follow Red. And by all means, if you like, follow the man with the voice as well. Y'all be good now. This room will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.